I'm telling this individual listening that this is your sign that you've been waiting for. There is no such thing as not enough resource. If you have a cell phone or you have whatever you're watching or listening, you know, to any of the videos that you love, like just get out there and do it. Like if you were worried and you were on the fence, like this is your moment. Cause I know I had a moment, I know everyone has a moment, like go out and do it. If you were looking for confirmation, this is it. Oh God, I love that. That is so <laughs> damn true right there. I mean, <laughs> there is no better moment than now, really. Hell yeah, hell Seriously. yeah. And you live one life, you gotta live it. Amen, I, yeah. I believe that. Right on to that. I love the layer of an uncomfortable laugh in Me a too. really, really, because it's, you it's life. It's, yeah, and it's real life. Like, you know, a funeral is never going to be without one person smiling at a memory right. or, or somebody falling off their chair or. You know, if you're in that group setting and, you know, you get a couple burritos there and uh, you get the little bubble guts going on there and, you know, you got to kind of <laughs> kind of let it out. You got to let that silent but deadly out and just kind of. Lie about it. Lie about there's, it. There's no reason you should ever own up to that. Like, it's not <laughs> going to change anything other than make people look at you weird, maybe. Like, <laughs> no reason to own up to a fart. <laughs> <laughs> and I will always lie about it. So now you know. Like, Oh, God. I'm, I'm definitely sound dropping that. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. I'm Max Cole, the host and producer of this podcast, and I'm broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world, sunny Los Angeles, California. The sun has set, and that beautiful moonlight is now upon us. Thank you for joining me on this podcast here tonight. I want to remind everyone listening that you can listen to all the episodes of this show if you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, make sure you reach out to me via the contact link that is on our website. Please make sure you have some skin in the game, though, prior to reaching out. And by skin in the game, you certainly need to have a few credits under your belt. We value that strongly for credibility purposes. I want to remind you that you can follow us there on Twitter at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. Remember, this is an information and discussion-based podcast. We do not censor ourselves, and we sure the hell do not censor our guests, so please keep in mind that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. Got a fantastic guest here tonight, and uh, gosh, she's quite hilarious. Her name is Alex Lynn Ward, and let me tell you a little about Miss Lynn Ward. Alex Lynn Ward is an actress, comedian, and writer. She was born and raised in Queens, New York. She was the first freshman graduating class of Frank Sinatra School of Arts. It's an arts high school founded by Tony Bennett, who was one of Alex's biggest mentors. It was there that she majored in drama. Growing up in theater, Alex did two seasons as the lead on the U.S. national tour of halfway there and also performed on the stages of london her network television credits include fox's new girl and a series regular on bet's eight days a week alex also has an array of film credits one of which is making a splash in the festival circuit right now titled it happened again last night a film about domestic abuse and another moving 
film Spades, Four of a Kind, which is part of an awesome anthology. This one is all about working out our differences as people with a Twilight Zone sort of twist to it. Alex currently works as a comedic content creator for Elizabeth Banks's hoohaha.com. That's W-H-O-H-A-H-A.com. She just hosted for Entertainment Weekly Live on the red carpet of Kong, Skull Island. And she's got a YouTube channel that you all should check out because she posts to it every single week. So make sure you check that out. And we'll leave that in the show notes. But this is a fantastic discussion full of plenty of laughs there. And my goodness, as you know, this is that part of the show where I ask that you make that fresh batch of popcorn. Sit back, relax, and get comfortable while you listen to tonight's guest. got a treat for our listeners here tonight miss alex lynn ward is in the house i appreciate you to you know, taking the time out to uh come on the podcast here and hang out this evening yeah thanks for having me i have to send a shout out to gabrielle stone too i think she was the one that convinced your crazy self to come on this podcast <laughs> so i don't know if i should warn you beforehand or she warned you but uh this is going to be kind of crazy. Oh, I'm ready for it. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast here this evening. And I really want to give our listeners some context here. I think we'll rewind a little bit and, and talk about your backstory a bit. You know, how did you kind of get into this, you know, this entertainment thing? And if you could start with where you were born and raised and you know, really what kind of fueled that fire? Sure. I am born and raised in New York City in Queens. And so, I mean, already you're in a mecca for entertainment. And I grew up in the theater. And I think it's just something that I've always known that I was going to do. <laughs> and my family did as well. Like I, there's video of me at like two and three years old, just talking a mile a minute and pretending I was in the movie that I just saw. And no one in my family's in the business, but like my parents are master storytellers. Oh. And yeah, and I think, I don't know, I never remember not doing it and not wanting to do it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. By the way, it's kind of interesting when you say that about your parents. Were they very supportive of everything? You know, did they kind of see that that was kind of like your, you know, your passion? When you were younger? For the most part. I think I had to, when it came time for me to either go to a university or go to a conservatory, I had to fight my dad and my stepmom a little bit <laughs> but because <laughs> I had to convince them like, no, I'm serious about it. But other than that, yeah, I've always, always had support. And now more than ever, now that we're X amount of years later, they're like, I'm so glad we supported you. And I'm like, I remember that one day. Yeah. And I looked you in the eye and was like, no, I promise. Like, it's a real thing. Oh, my. So growing up then, so you were making videos and home videos. What else did you do? You know, were you in plays? What was kind of like? Oh, yeah. I was in a lot of plays growing up. And I danced, you know, all of it, tap, jazz, ballet, modern, everything I could get my hands on. And then I was teaching. I was a student teacher, oh, teaching cool. dance in between. Yeah. I was a gymnast. I was into sports. I played the piano. Anything that was art related, I wanted to do from a very young age. Oh, really? You know, doing your thing. Was there a point you kind of realized you wanted to do this thing, you know, professionally? 
Was that always just something you had always wanted to do? So in New York City, you don't always want to go to your zoned high school. So you can audition for the art schools, like, you know, how Glee is. There's yeah. a couple schools like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, it's amazing. New York City is amazing. There's a high school for everything. There's an aviation high school that was next to us. If you wanted to do that, there was like cosmetology high school. So like they can get you into the field when you're as young as 13, 14 to like condition the kids that know what they want to do and don't want to be one of 2000 at the local high school. Oh yeah. Gotcha. So when it came time to choose my high school, I auditioned for a bunch. I was 13. I have a late birthday. So there was one in particular, Tony Bennett was opening in the name of Frank Sinatra, his late friend. And so I, I chose that school. Their acting program accepted me. And I was like, this is the first day of the prof-. I was totally the Leah Michelle, like pain, like you're not coming to rehearsal. You're going to be late. What do you mean? Like I treated <laughs> it like I was a professional from the time I was like 13. Holy wow. Yeah. That's craziness. By the way, you know, folks that are familiar with you probably already know this, but those that aren't know that you're you know, obviously a comedian too as well. I kind of want to talk about how you got into comedy and also have you always been able to make people laugh? Has that always been your thing? Wow, that's a great question, actually. <laughs> I have always had the ability to make people laugh and feel like I'm the least funny in my family. Everyone around me is hysterical, whether they mean to be or not. Nice. And when I got to, I went to conservatory for college. Mm-hmm. I uh, had amazing training and so many great opportunities from high school, going to that school and some decent credits under my belt. But I wanted to be taken so seriously. I wanted to be this dramatic actress. And and then when there'd be some funny projects, like funny assignments or in class, like scene study, whatever, in college, I felt the best doing that. But I... And I hate, I won't tell you where I went to school, but I feel like it was very cliquish. We were, yeah, the, yeah. my group was, which I mean, New York has a stigma about it. The improv people all stay with improv. Like you're funny and you stay in the group and then you'll work forever. I feel like that's, that trickles down all the way to the younger people. And wow. yeah. my group was amazing. We were the youngest kids in the school at the time. Mm-hmm. And they paired us. Our sister group was all the older students who had already, you know, done Broadway or been on a national tour. And they paired us. We were a great combination because we were young and fiery and and they were seasoned and we complemented each other really well. And there was a group of boys who like ran the school and they were older than me. And the teachers thought that they could do no wrong. And they were the funny people. (laughs) And I, yeah, and I, and they were great, but I specifically remember somebody I really, really respect and a teacher saying, you're not funny, like stick to, you know, doing the troubled Latina roles and they're, they're funny. You are not. And I didn't take it poorly. I was like, wow. Thank you. Like, that's a thank you for the criticism. Like, I had very thick skin back then. I don't know what happened, but (laughs) (laughs) so I went on to be like, oh, okay, I'm not funny. And a couple years in uh, of auditioning, and I don't even know if I had necessarily moved out here to LA yet, Mm -hmm. but I remember getting to the callbacks and not booking jobs and going out for very dramatic things. I had booked a lot of drama as well. I had, I mean, I should. I sh- I'm very lucky for that. But I remember yeah. being like, why don't the casting directors respond to me in the room when I'm walking in and introducing myself the way that 
people at dinner respond to me? Like, oh, where's what's the disconnect? And why do I feel like I have to be this good little girl, this good actress and professional and, and so serious? And then I started kind of just being myself and realized, oh, my comedy's going to get me through the door. Like, that's when people are going to let me in is, yeah. is when I saw my funny side and it kind of just took off from there. Very interesting. Have you always had like an interest in like stand-up comedy too as well? I've always loved stand-up. Yeah. I have always, always loved it. I never thought I would do it. Up and I started doing stand-up only about two years ago. Oh, interesting. And yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I love the art form of it. I love constructing a joke. I love writing stand-up for other comics. Yeah. And I love being in front of a live audience and only depending on myself. I'm not getting up as much lately because that stand-up is actually how I found my videos, like how I found my channel and now this whole digital thing that I'm doing. Right, so right. one thing led to the other, led to the other, led to the other. Isn't that how it works? Not kind of interesting. By the way, what kind of comedy tickles you the most? Are you like a slapstick type of girl? Are you like satire, parody, you know, deadpan, a little, little potty humor? What is oh, your... I'm I'm like, I'm a potty humor girl all the way. Like, I'm, I love all, all humor and I love, I pretty much love everything except the really, really smart humor. And I know that that sounds bad, but I hate the comedy that is just to showcase how smart somebody is. Right. I'd rather you just tell me how smart you are instead of using a vehicle like comedy to be kind of stank about it. But I can never <laughs> not laugh at a bathroom joke ever. It will always, always be funny. To right. <laughs> yeah, me too. I love uh, stand up too as well, but I like a little potty humor. I like all kinds of crazy comedy. It, it's hard because I, I think comedy from a writing standpoint is hard. So I admire folks like you that can actually write it. But then there's this hidden desire. Like if I were to live another life, I would certainly be on the stage. And it's something that I have always wanted to do too as well. But I think my style's a little different. Something that's always been an interest of mine, but from a writing standpoint, I think it's uh, hell. But I think a lot of people just talk about their experiences when they're on the stage, and that often brings out the best from the crowd and from them. Because I think one of the things that's cool about stand-up comedy is that they're relatable stories. So I agree. Yeah, it can be quite, uh, quite fun. But there's a lot of places out here, by the way, to go to. I love the comedy places out here. There are. I go see a lot, a lot of comedy. I think the only thing I don't love about stand-up is the politics of it once you're in it. I think that... Interesting. That's the, yeah, I, I think it's the most amazing medium, the most amazing art form, and the people that do it well are unicorns. They're like modern-day philosophers, and you have to be smart, and you have to, to do everything yourself, and you're on the stage, and there's nothing like the actual experience of doing stand-up when it's going well, and nothing more valuable than when you're up there and you're bombing, and it's amazing. If it were just about that, I'd be there right now. But My goodness, interesting. But the comedians have it really tough, and I feel like there's like a lot of... Look, how can I say this? Like Everything comes with a lot of crap that you have to deal with and when you choose to be an actor there's crap when you're a writer there's crap and, and you have to choose how much you're willing to take and i just feel like the people who do stand-up should be on top of the world way more than they are it's like the people who are as big as amy schumer and they're doing great and yeah. then there's the people who are killing it and not making money i feel like there's no middle ground i feel like you're either doing great work and you know you're just scraping by or you're a mega mega star i feel like there's not anything in the middle either, too. So You know what's interesting about that? That's a very interesting analysis of it. I kind of wonder if that's the, uh, do you feel that that's the way the film community works, too? In film, 
I think more so. I think TV is not like that at all. Like you can, there are so many people who are recurring guest stars and booking 11 of them a month and doing this and you don't know who they are and they're making so much money and they're so fulfilled and they're getting to play amazing characters and they're doing it regularly and it, it funds their passions to make their films and to make their other dreams come true. I feel like the TV world has it down where you can have a middle ground film I mean, it can go both ways. I feel like I can argue both for film because because there's so much more that goes in. If you're doing your own film, are you just acting in it? Producing is is a whole other thing. Like if you're wearing a lot of hats, I could see it being really hard. Right. But there's a lot of genres that will open their arms to you. Like sci-fi will always have your back once you're in with them. And true. I started, I mean, like in the Tyler Perry group of actors and they've always had my back, you know, and I just feel like the horror circuits really great to each other. So you never know. I feel like with film, it could go both ways. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I always think about that opportunities with film and yeah, I, I agree with you on, especially on the TV side of things, but then again, it's, it's weird. What, what do you think about, you know, the comedians that have become, you know, pretty big names in the acting world? I think it's great. I mean, I know, like, I really do. I think that a lot of them started out wanting to be in theater and wanted to act Mm -hmm. first. And then stand-up was the only way that people would let them in. And you don't find that out until you read their autobiography. Like, all I wanted to do was be in Pippin. And so I (laughs) became, yeah, and then the world happened to me. And then I I told a story one day on stage and I realized, like, this is what's going to get me there. I think it's wonderful. And I think more comedians who can act should come forward. I feel like we need you. Yeah, I totally agree. So Elizabeth Banks, she creates the Hoo Ha site, which is a site that puts the spotlight on women in comedy, correct? Yes. And then you find yourself mentioned in Forbes. How did the two of you connect? How did you feel when you found out that you were given a shout out there for your comedic work? Oh my gosh, I still, like, you're saying that, I feel like I'm hearing it for the first time still. It's so funny. <laughs> I You framed that sucker. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I did. I really did. It's framed <laughs> in my house. How did that even happen? Okay, so I started making videos maybe six months prior to Hoo-Ha-Ha's, like, main launch. I had no idea Uh, what it was and it was brand new we're still pretty new we're still i mean it picked up a lot of steam very very quickly but Mm -hmm. i remember starting my channel and being in pre-production for my own youtube channel for a really long time i want to be really organized i had a really set strategy i think a lot of people think that i just sit and i act cute when i press record and then i'm done like i saw a lot a lot of planning that went into even before i even got to that point which i'm really grateful for because i considered where is this going to go if this happens in a year where can i even make money eventually so i considered all that but the one thing i didn't consider was my own heart which is there really isn't a place for me on the internet not really huffington post like there wasn't really a place (laughs) for me to beg for like i'll just dream of being shared by funny or die and then if i could just get tweeted by this it'll be great and that's comforting to like have a platform that if i could reach there or if i could get the eyes 
from that office on me, like that will be great. But there really wasn't anything like what I was trying to put out, which was great, because that means that I would be very niche. And like, I'd be the only one doing what I'm doing. But then it's like, where do you live? And then I saw them launch like a friend of a friend shared on Facebook, like the launch of Elizabeth Banks's video and what she was start and and I tweeted them like oh my god awesome and the next thing you know like one of my videos my personal videos like got shared onto the site when it was first starting and then it made me work harder and refine my videos and another video made it onto the site and then they emailed me to do one of their little series called really important questions and I was so excited because then they also asked me like what ideas I have do I want to do a phone you know conference to talk about pitching things and I was so so excited <laughs> and, yeah. and then you got to talk about yeah. horoscopes <laughs> oh my gosh horoscopes <laughs> is my favorite thing to date on there that's actually one of the first things i talked about before i even <laughs> got a job so i'm actually working in the office now i'm a content creator there one day a week and oh cool yeah and there's a lot of stuff i don't even know how much I can talk about, but I spend most of the day writing and in collaborative creative meetings with the team. Oh and, my God, that's awesome. And, yeah. And then we go upstairs and we pilot a few things and sometimes they go out and sometimes they don't, we do them over again. And it's just like, it's like heaven. Like it's a place to just be free. It feels like camp and it's yeah. <laughs> everybody who works there is just the best. And I feel like I, I'm making it up. Like it feels like Christmas every time I'm there. And horoscopes was one of the things that we shot and I was like should they be a little longer should they be a little shorter should they be their own video should they be one videos like it went through a few passes and now it's on the site and they're keeping it going and my friends got to guest in on it and uh, I think like it'll be something that they keep for a while and should keep evolving and I got to do it again this month I love writing them I edited a little bit this month too so I got to be more hands-on I feel really close to it so it's uh, a lot of fun oh very (laughs) cool I think to your experience with your own channel which we're going to talk about in a bit but your experience with your own channel probably helps too as well because you you sort of know how to run things and it's similar in that regard oh yeah familiar with it it was really divine timing like i had no idea what i was doing i just know i wanted to act and so i was gonna have to figure out how to shoot and i was gonna have to figure out how to do sound and edit and produce and learn algorithms and how to title things and i was gonna have to learn all this just because i want to be an actress (laughs) and then come time for this site to launch that's like a perfect home for me and then when they offered me a spot to, I'm the first content creator. So I was the first one and they were like on the fence, like, we'll figure out like what, what you're going to do as we go along. It was, I was so sad before, like I had no direction, however many years ago, but if this opportunity had come at any other time, I would not have been ready for it. I would not have been confident and able to contribute everything that I taught myself before I got there. Oh, it's fantastic. We'll come back to that in a bit. We're going to jump back to acting for a bit, but I want to come back to that. Okay. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty fascinating. Now let's fast forward here several years. You know, you're out here doing your thing. You're doing the awesome comedic work. You're doing the acting work. How do you book gigs? I mean, obviously you're very talented, but is there a real method to your madness? Because you obviously are booking work out here and <sighs> from agents, is it from managers? Is it from, you know, just seeking out these opportunities, auditioning? What's kind of been the method to your madness? Oh my gosh. I feel like 
uh, this answer is either going to anger the listeners or give so much relief because I have no idea. I have no, I, I <laughs> love really, <that. laughs> I really would love to sit here because I'm sure I've alluded to the girl that I was when I was a teenager, just very, very strict about myself and disciplined. And I'm going to get here and a fighter and that fight is still in me, but I, nothing happened the way that I planned. And once I stopped planning, I think I was manifesting with an open hand instead of a closed fist. Wow. And yeah. And I just, when I got out here, about six years ago, I didn't have any film credits. I had a lot, I had extensive theater credits and a couple national tours. I was non-union and I had nothing. And I had the biggest agent I've ever had. And the first audition I went on was a series regular. We got canceled, but I got it. I got right. the first one and it was a lead on a TV show. And I was so happy. And then uh, when everything stopped, it like came to a halt pretty quick because you have highs and lows and valleys and peaks and oh, whatever, yes. whatever. And then my agent was leaving the office, which means that I was leaving that office. And then I had a manager and I had this. And then like I built it all back up again. And I had a great group of ladies representing me for a couple of years. Like, I mean, I was in for everything. I read with Paul Thomas Anderson himself. Oh, wow a script that he wrote and it was down to me and one other girl and I didn't get it. And, and wow. I didn't, yeah, I know. And I wasn't booking at all. And I was having these opportunities. And uh, then I was complaining, like I'm, I, I'm having these opportunities, but I'm not getting them. Yeah. And then when that office broke up, um, I think they're stayed merged with another uh, office since then. But when I, my agent said, she's not going to be an agent anymore. And I still, I love her so much. I was just so attached to her that I was devastated. Like, yeah. I was at first complaining, like I'm getting opportunities, but not booking them. And then I was like, no, I wish I was just getting rejected weekly because I feel <laughs> like it was in the mix. And then I just was like, I'm tired of, because uh, I had a big year last year. I had yeah. my, my Star Wars film and once we, uh, which we can get into, but once I, we won that award while I was in London at Star Wars Celebration, I went to my hotel and emailed every manager or agent I've ever wanted. <laughs> To be like, I'm, I'm important. Yes. Now. Like, please, I'll meet you next Thursday when I'm back in town. And, and I mean, I did get some responses, but then I realized like, I'm so tired of asking people to like me and to accept me because that's essentially what you're doing. Like, yeah, you have to sell yourself and you have to have confidence, but yeah. I just feel like whenever I've reached out, like, Hey, knock, knock, knock. I feel like we could be great together. Like think of dating that never, ever works out. Not true. And mm -hmm. And when I was telling my, you know, my friends and family, like, I'm not looking right now. They're like, but that's, you can't unlock certain doors without an agent or manager. And it's really true. You can't. I've not worked more than when I just stopped trying to be accepted by the gatekeeper who all I wanted was the work. So why didn't I just go after the work? And to be honest, like the, the things that came to me were just like opportunities I said yes to. I didn't hunt anybody down. And whenever I do, it never seems to work for me. <laughs> so I'm trying to just figure out what the happy medium is like, yeah. how to pe pedal really fast, but like stay really chill about it. Right. It's kind of weird. I think that is a very similar phenomenon for a lot of folks. It's hard to make sense of this. And you would think there would be a protocol for it, but there sure the hell isn't, is there? Not at all. And if someone figures it out, like tweet me, whatever, Seriously. like I'd love to, I'd love to pick their brain. <laughs> oh yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, it's so, so true. Now, is there anything you wish you would have known about this crazy industry that you've sort of learned over the years? Because 
uh, you know, we learned so many things, I think, over time. But is there anything you wish you would have known before you got started here that you, you kind of learned? Yeah, I, I really wish that I would have stayed true to myself early on and throughout and not so much my morals. When people say that, you think like, oh, don't get on a casting couch. That's what they mean. Or don't screw over your best friend for a role. Like, no, I that's not what it means at all to me. I missed you're the only you that exists. And if I try to do the script right, or I try to do this correct, they're going to get 10,000 reads that are just like that, or 10,000 scripts that are just like that. Like, the only way they're going to get something different is if I do what I was born with and didn't unlearn as I got older, when people told me I was to this or to that, I wish I would have just stayed and not have to relearn how to be Alex when I was in my 20s, you know? That's fascinating. Where are you at with that now? You know what? It's something that I have a a really good handle on, but I'll be really honest, I still have to talk to myself in the mirror every day and be like, who cares? Say what you want to say. I'm very unfiltered and and I get nervous. Like, my videos are very... They're unfiltered. I like that. They're very unfiltered. And so I, I kind of have this split personality going because I do still carry internally this like, I want to be respectful and I want to be professional and I want to be genuine and loving and and this this great, you know, I want to show my heart. (laughs) But at the same time, I can snap into my Alex persona, which is who I actually am. But this really loud mouth wild person is something (laughs) that I now turn on and off i would love to just be her full time yeah but uh i fear does get in the way a little okay bit. okay interesting we got to turn her on in the uh, second half of this uh, podcast here okay <laughs> <laughs> she, she can come out yeah <laughs> no it's good stuff though it's cool you know hearing about you know some of your uh, experiences but also i think you're dead on with that i it's a weird transformation sometimes you have to i think we're always constantly trying to find ourselves sometimes in this industry and the industry's weird like that it just it's just like you have two fucking heads these two heads on both sides of your body speaking to you and one's telling you to be one way and one's telling you not to be that way but they're both good heads yeah too. like you do yeah. need both right What's my my favorite thing about being at hoo-ha-ha when they're pitching something or i wrote something and they go now would alex like red carpet alex do this or like I want to help everybody, Alex, do it. And like, I love that they know that there's two and they've gotten that from the very beginning. And I'm like, if there was an agent that could just understand that, (laughs) which which I've had in the past, but like, I feel like it's so important to understand that a lot of people have two. There's two of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, no doubt about that. Especially as creatives. Yeah. I completely agree. Absolutely. Now, is there a role that sticks out as kind of one of your favorites? That you played recently, just in general, since because well, we'll talk more about you know some of your roles in the second half. But kind of curious. I just did a short film that's part of an anthology series. It's available oh, yeah. online. It hasn't hit the festivals yet. I don't think it'll be till next year. This was great because I got to do drama like full out, like back in the old days, and I never get the chance to do that because there's no real tape of me doing that because everybody always wants me to be funny all the time, which I love. Like, please keep sending me all the funny things. But it was great to just get back in and she's an amazing character Angelina, right? and, yeah and i gave birth in an elevator and it was, <laughs> it, it was intense i actually wore that belly for oh my 
Yeah, it's almost two weeks before we were shooting and uh, I have a fiance and we went everywhere with this belly on and I got to really, it was like back to like my roots of acting and nice. I just, I really, really, really enjoyed playing her. <laughs> Good stuff. We'll come back to that in the second half here. So I do want to pick your brain about that experience a bit. Mm -hmm. I know you can't share too much about that, but we'll, mm -hmm. maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Now, is yeah. there a role that you've kind of wanted to play here, but you haven't had an opportunity to play that role yet? Hell yes. <laughs> I, I want to be in a Christmas fucking Hallmark movie so bad. Really? Interesting. Like so, like so bad. So bad. Wow. I just had a gentleman on who was in one of those. He said it was an awesome experience. I bet. And I really, it's like my end game goal right now. Like it's all I can think about. I really, really want to do that. And I also want to be in like a family dramedy, like family stone or like one of those things where everybody's home for Thanksgiving or something. And you know, this one's coming out as a lesbian and then this mom has cancer and, but it's really funny at the same time. Yeah. I would love to be in a, in a dramedy Brady Bunch sort of film as well, or a series. Or a series, yeah, I can see yeah, I'll it. Take, I'll take a series right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. By the way, what's been one of your most enjoyable accomplishments thus far, and what's also been one of your disappointments? Oh, oh my God, the disappointments, like a personal one, or just like Either a... Either or, whatever you're willing to uh, share, because uh, it's kind of a crazy industry we live in, and life's just crazy, period. <laughs> I think my biggest disappointment is, is myself. Like I get really down on myself when I get down on myself, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I really, really want to enjoy the journey for all that it is. And sometimes I can let what I perceive to be negative get the better of me or, or, you know, get a little more extra down about a certain rejection. And that, at the end of the day is the most disappointing thing when it's like, no, Alex, bounce back and get off your ass and just, you know, this wasn't for you. And I, I, I get so mad at myself when I let things get to me too much. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I would love to moving forward, just, just be chill. Like I'm saying, like I'm trying <laughs> to be as chill as possible because that's when the things come to me. And that's when I feel my best and most like myself. Yeah. And biggest accomplishment. I don't, think that there's one i think it's because lately i've started i mean i'm hosting these things that really oh, yeah. scare me because i'm live for an hour and a half talking to people i've loved my whole life and yeah. and i put myself on the internet on my own channel that if it sucks it's all my fault and and i'm having coffee with people that i would not normally collaborate with i just feel like my biggest accomplishment is that i'm saying yes to everything and that's something that i've always i've always wanted to be brave enough to do and on some level I, i've always had bravery to like move across the country and put mm -hmm. yourself out there but like i feel like i'm really really living that now so nice. i don't think that there's one accomplishment but i really i'd like to stay in this sort of flow that i've worked really hard to get to oh salute to that right on to that now you know we're in any film show i've got to ask you about movies that you like tv shows series what are you watching right now what is on your screen oh my gosh uh movies i well wayne's world is my favorite movie of all oh, time oh nice I can't, I can't talk about i've seen <laughs> it ten thousand not expecting times. that i know i watch that a lot nice. I, well, I still watch it so if like I have a stomachache and I'm on the couch and I can't move like it's going on. Nice. So I, I watch that's always on the queue. I uh, just <laughs> saw 
Beauty and the Beast, yeah. <laughs> which I really liked. I just saw Kong, which I really liked. Cool. Obviously, I loved Kong, actually. And then nice. as far as TV, I am watching Designated Survivor like mm-hmm. a motherfucker. <laughs> and I nice. have some friends in the cast, and they're just making me very, 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 very proud. Nice. And... Oh, what a, I, you know, I hate saying it because I'm an, but The Bachelor was great for me. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hodgepodge. I am really watching, <laughs> really, I'm, I'm really watching everything. And, and yeah, I, there's, because we're, Gabrielle and I are going to all the screenings for the festivals, like the shorts this year are great. Aren't they great? Yeah. Oh my God, so good. So yeah, I'm just, I'm a big sponge lately. Oh, fantastic. Very cool. Ah, goodness. Now, is there anyone out there that you really want to work with? Oh, God. I just have a, it, the list just goes and goes and goes and Top goes. Two. I th- Top two. I'm so curious. I, I really want to work with Judd Apatow. Oh, yes. And his hilarious wife. Yeah. I really want to be in something mainstream with Elizabeth Banks. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. waiting, Liz. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I... Oh, nice. Anthony Hopkins is like the love oh. of my life. I've wanted to work with him. I Very think cool. most of all. Oh my gosh. Uh, it, it, Amy yeah. Schumer is killing me these oh, days. Okay. Like not really, I think I, cause I read her book and she's from a similar part of like, she's from Long Island and I grew up going there on the weekend. So okay. I feel very close to her story. Oh, there's just, there's so many people. There's so right. many people I want to very cool. That's cool. That's, I'm glad you shared a couple. I appreciate that. The, yeah, the list of people I don't want to work with is probably a shorter one. I can't even think of any. <laughs> I can't even think of that off the top of my head. But, but yeah. <laughs> now, what qualities does a good actor possess? Being hyper aware, awareness of everything, environment in their real life, mm-hmm. of space, of relationships. A good listener is key. Uh, yeah, a sensitivity to and respect for mm. what what and who you are bringing forward and discipline like i'm telling you like with me consistency goes farther than talent than than anything hard work and consistency when i hear people are like i want to make videos i want to do comedy or i want i'm like well then do it and stay doing it that's that's who makes it the people that don't stop so true that's so so true now alex mm-hmm. i think this is a good place here you've been so generous to take a short break give you a chance to reset we'll also give our listeners a chance to reset here and while we're on break here i'm going to play a video from your youtube page that gave me a chuckle you know titled three lies you should always tell and then we'll uh we'll talk about that video and then we'll talk about some of your latest work when we return from our break there so folks open your ears here a bit and then we'll be back with more of Alex Lynn Ward after this break. So open your ears here a bit and uh, listen to this <laughs> piece. <laughs> Hi! There's a lot of stigma around lying. We're told that it's bad. We're told that we shouldn't do it. But I beg to differ. I think we should all be lying way more often. There are millions of situations where a lie is way more appropriate than the truth. Nowadays, people are using their honest opinions to start shit on the internet. Or worse, some people say the most fucked up things to your face and use the 
cop out of. Sorry, I'm just being honest. No, you're not. You're just being mean. Okay, disclaimer. I'm talking about white lies. Don't go cheating on your spouse or stealing from your parents and say, well, Alex said it's good to be a liar. Don't fucking stop. The following are situations in which you should always lie. Number one, when someone asks you, how do I look? Or, do I look fat? If someone is fighting for their health and looks like shit, or someone you know is living their life in an outfit that you think is hideous, you lie! You lie, you lie, you lie! You don't have to tell them they look like the prom queen, but criticizing someone's appearance, especially when they're looking to you for a glimmer of hope to move forward, is so cruel. Number two. Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I love you, Juan. Uh, uh, uh. Just say it back! Now some of y'all are gonna fight me on this. I don't care. This is something I don't get. You're obviously doing something to warrant an I love you from another person. This person obviously has a reason to feel so comfortable and connected and jubilant around you that they are called to tell you the nicest thing that you could ever say to another person. And now you're gonna retreat and not say it back? No. 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 no, no. You're wonderful all day long and then someone says I love you and then you're like, psych. Just lie. But Alex, that's deceiving. That's leading someone on. You're probably gonna break this person's heart anyway. And you're perfectly fine deceiving them into thinking you're loving when you're not. You're gonna stop leading them on when it comes to logistics? Mm-mm. You might as well spare them the humiliation of being left with their dick in their hand after spilling their heart to you. And when you ruin their life later, they're free to create beautiful delusions of they love me the way they could. And you come out on top. It's a win-win. Okay, maybe I'm wrong on this one. But if I I say I love you to you. Don't be coming back at me with no thank you. Fuck it out of here with thank you. You say I love you too. Number three. <laughs> oh my god. Did you fart? Oh no, I swear that wasn't me. Oh, it's terrible. Unless you are with your family or your close friends and you want them to know that you farted, which I do all the time, I get it. But if you are in public or at work or around people that you don't know so good, there is absolutely no reason to ever own up to a fart. Why? What does this accomplish? You lie. You lie, lie, lie your ass off at all costs. Have some fucking decency, especially if it's a putrid one. Whatever happened to farting and then lying about it? Are we just, are we past that? Are we done with that? No! Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel. Leave me a comment. Let me know how you're doing and I will see you guys next time. Bye! <laughs> oh my. No. Welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast. We are continuing a wonderful discussion here with Alex Lynn Warden. Gosh, <laughs> let's talk about this video here. It, it was quite funny. And I got to tell folks, you know, I actually want to just, you want to pause the podcast here and you want to actually go to her YouTube channel and check this out. Just Google and or just go on YouTube and search for Alex Lynn Ward and then look for three lies you should always tell because I think this is one of those ones, this type of stuff you have to see. First of all, you have a ridiculous camera presence, but also you're just funny. And I think to get the full effect, you certainly have <laughs> got to watch the video there, but oh my goodness. So how did you, first of all, come up with this and, you know, break it down into three lies, which are quite funny lies to say the least. It's so funny because 
I I'm listening back to that like the first time that I'm hearing. I vaguely remember it and I can picture the shots that I set up and all of that. But so about half of my channel are rants like that whenever yes. I'm really fired up about something. <laughs> And which are my favorite. I do everything else because that's what everyone else wants to see. Right. <laughs> so, so that's what I've earned myself. I don't know how to not sound pretentious, but I feel like I get an idea and I text it to myself in my phone. And then when it comes time, Thursday, Friday, whatever day that I have to set up for the prior day to shoot for the week. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I go through and I'm like, whatever idea I feel intuition kind of sparking and I can, I can almost like feel the rant, I nice. will choose that idea. And then that one, I woke up morning of, I was running very behind. I, if you see, I cloned myself in that video. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I, I can only shoot that in my house at a certain hour or I have a lot of windows and ah. it's just, you can't make the lighting even and it won't work. <laughs> so I remember just opening my laptop and being like, fuck it. Like how many, and I had like eight lies and I picked the three that I felt like the one, the answers that came out the fastest were the most resonant. <laughs> and I just wrote it out. Another thing you should know, I seem very off the cuff in my videos yeah. and to, I'm not, I'm, I'm a hundred percent scripted word for word. Wow. But yeah. I, again, like there's the little professional, I need to do what my teacher tells me to do. I right. really, I rarely improv. Sometimes I'll do a little riff, but I always come right back down to page. I found smart, that though. I think so because I don't have to worry about where I start the scene and where it's going to end. No, I yeah. planned it and I knew before I hit record, like we're going to go up here. We're going to go down here. We're going to finish in this little cul-de-sac that I like. I feel <laughs> very and I know what I have to hit. It's almost like a roadmap because I am also directing myself, right. which is so impossible to do. And so I do write everything out. And those are the ones that just spilled onto the page. And whatever came from that first pass is what I said that day. And I That's thought, of, cool. okay, how do you make it active? Which shots can I cut to to make these, you know, in the moment, like in real time? And that's that's it. That's what I did that day. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny stuff. I have to talk about some of these lies, you know, about the how do I look and do I look fat type lies. So you really think it's, it's better to lie there, huh? I do. Unless oh I do. Unless like oh, if someone looks like a like a fucking mess, if they do like and they feel happy like that, like they're going to do better than if they put on something that's either more covered or less fitted or whatever. And they go to the party and they're all they're going to remember is I wasn't good enough to wear the thing I felt good in. And they're not going to shine socially and they're going to be fucking weird anyway. <laughs> the, the only ladies way that do I that. see ladies, you all do that to each other. Cause I'll see for example, I saw, okay. I saw recently, I saw someone who cut their hair completely off. She had like beautiful long hair. She looked great. She cut her hair and I'm sorry. She just looked totally different with the new haircut. But her friend was just like, Oh, you look great. Oh, you look great. And I'm like, Oh my God. If only she was being honest. <laughs> well, because it's like, if she's basking in the light of her own oh, thing geez. that she's ignited, you can't take that from someone. The only time it's acceptable and everyone in my life knows like, no, I'm not going to be upset and I'm not going to be weird about it. But like, if you're going to be photographed, like on a, some sort of platform, like if people are going to actually see you, not just the group of people you're going to dinner with, or not just your mom's 80th birthday or whatever, <laughs> like you need to tell me that I have cellulite showing or I will tell you like, 
maybe not today that doesn't fit right or try this pink one uh, yeah i like that so much better <laughs> there are ways to do it like because then when the pictures come back and they're on google forever you'll kill your friend you'll be yeah, you true. let me leave like that that is the only time is if you're going yeah, to like yeah. some big publicized thing where people are going to take your picture tell that girl or that guy like do not don't go like that you look stupid right right well, i'm with you on that i'm feeling what you're saying and also the i love you one I mean, that's a hard one, though. I mean, if you're in that situation, someone's saying they love you. If you say you don't and you feel that way, that may not be the best relationship then. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And if a, you don't say it back, be prepared to walk because right. how are you ever going to fucking they love you and you don't love them? Like, how do you come back from that? So if you think <laughs> that you might love them later. Like, just say it now. What's like, what's logistics? And that's another thing. I really feel like unless you're dating a, a sociopath or a psycho of some degree, you can't be in a relationship where somebody, unless they're crazy, where they feel like you're wonderful enough to, to warrant and I love you. So now you're going to retreat like you have to have <laughs> taken her to a beautiful dinner, had amazing sex or, you know, helped her grandfather out of the like. You obviously did something, so now you're going to, because you feel weird about saying it back, like, then whatever, you don't deserve that person anyway. I say oh, just lie. Oh, my, you hardcore. Because I say just lie. Because then <laughs> if you break up later, you're not going to give this person a complex. So if you actually cared about them a little bit, you would lie. And then when you break up, they'll think like, well, we had, you know, a once in a lifetime kind of love. And right. it, it just didn't work out versus I said it and I'm going to have a complex forever. Like People don't realize how bad they fuck other people up by telling them the truth. That's so true. But then again, if you're lying about it, when can you decipher what's true and what's not true? Maybe that's never the case because you're always, I mean, you're always giving them one dimensional answers. So when's it, I mean, when's it good to be honest about that type of thing? I mean, what if you're in just when you're a ready shitty relationship? Really? You think so? So if you're in a shitty relationship, things are just going down the tubes quick but you don't want to break up and you know somebody busts out at the most i guess unpopular time they drop the love you bomb and then all of a sudden you're just like that's stuck. when you say Dead listen stacy we've been going down a really bad path i think this timing's really bad uh God, that's probably- hardcore you're cutthroat this is that new york coming out of you well because i don't have time like oh I don't my have time god for, you know what i mean like i feel like that's why I, maybe I made this video because when I tell the truth, it's such the truth. <laughs> so I just find it easier if, it, oh, if it's geez. timeless to just lie about it because my truth is not going to be great all the time. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, my truth is not going to be great all the time. <laughs> but I do surround myself with people who can take the truth from me where I'll say like, no, that wasn't cool or I really hate your boots. Like I hate them. I hate them. And like, I can say that and we're cool. So I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be in a situation where someone didn't say, I love you backward. I feel like that's an extreme, but everything else, like if they're not that close to you and it's making their day, just go with it. I agree with that. I do. I'm with you on that. It's, it's kind of cool. I, like you said, I think the outcome of that is probably what you have to really concentrate on. If it makes their day better than, I think that's a good thing. So. And also, I made this video for the people that think that they're being honest all the time. Like, ever since I started making videos, people think that, I, I mean, I am very outspoken, but like, you're talking to me now. I'm not that person. I'm not on a level 10 all the time. <laughs> and I feel like people watch my videos and then like, 
think that it's fine to like below the belt me like people who don't know me like Lobo is like well you should know like I'm just being honest like you know all about that I'm like you literally just insulted a whole race of people which is not okay and two you don't even know me that well you know me from the internet which thank you for watching but like (laughs) um, I don't go around you know those people that always want to sit their friends down and be like listen you've been so selfish lately because you don't text back and it's like you're not doing anything by being mean if you're being constructive and you're doing it with a full heart, there's a way to show it. And I feel like people are like, I'm just honest. People can get over it. And it's like, no, you're mean. <laughs> there's a huge, huge difference to me. Right, right. Good stuff. I, I like yeah. that. Now, blowing ass, I, I kind of agree with you there. I mean, but if it's family, you know, if it's friends, family, you know, then then it's all right. But you know, if you're in that group setting and, you know, you get a couple burritos there and uh, you get the little bubble guts going Aww. on there and, you know, you got to kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of let it out. You got to let that silent but deadly out and just kind of lie about it. Lie about there's, it. There's no reason you should ever own up to that. Like, it's not <laughs> going to change anything other than make people look at you weird, maybe. Like, <laughs> no reason to own up to a fart. <laughs> <laughs> and I will always lie about it. So now you know. Like, Oh, God. I'm, I'm definitely sound dropping that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Now, I like the other one, too, you did recently, too. You dropped out. I'm, I'm fine. They're all really good, but the I'm fine one's funny, too, as well. So I obviously it's quite a riot, too. But um, Thank you. you really, I think you have a thing for that, the whole Internet thing. You, Like I said, you have a really strong camera presence, but you're also naturally very funny. So and the things that you're saying, I think, really resonate with folks. So, you know, we've been there, done that. So I, I like you. it. It's cool. That's what I aim to do. So thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, check out Alex's YouTube channel there. It is quite a treat. There's a bunch of videos on there. I mean, <laughs> every Tuesday they come out. Every Tuesday. Indeed. That's, that's funny. I give you credit. I mean, folks that can come on and make their own content like that, I think that's a really difficult thing to do. So. Thank you. This week, I mean, I had to start from scratch. My video came out like eight hours later than normal. And I was like, sorry, guys, sometimes technology does not want you to put stuff <laughs> out. But I, you got to push through because making right. your own content is is the absolute best. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, back to acting here for a bit. Yes. It happened again last night. A short drama. My goodness, she played Chris. Now, what was it like working with the wonderful Gabrielle? Oh my god. uh, And Rose on that too as well. And Rose. Yeah. The best. I have wanted to work with Gabrielle for a long time. We're very close friends and I love Rose and I'd been dying to work with him. So this just really I feel like it worked out in my fit. Like I got like they got the short end of the stick with me. I got so lucky to to be with them on this. My God. I'll tell you what, that's that overhead screen cap is probably one of the sexiest I've seen in a long while. My god oh yeah dude, that was a very nice shot there but what's that experience like it was amazing i mean we were very hungry in that picture so thank you for noticing <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot that was like a full month of calling each other like are you going back to the gym me too <laughs> you know, just just get through it i'm with you in spirit oh my it was amazing i i uh i have so much to say on the subject of same-sex couples i'm not in one but i think that I, just, I have a lot of of theories about like why we're even having this conversation. So I just feel like Gabrielle made it where it was a big point to her to have these two girls 
to show the normalcy of a lesbian couple and not call them a lesbian couple. And I loved that. And you can't ask for a better partner than someone who's as extraordinary as her, who you actually love in real life. Mm, Like, I feel like not everybody gets that opportunity. So I felt very lucky. Oh, fantastic. Very, very cool. Yeah, that, that looks like a really good short. It was nice having her on the show to talk about it. And it's really cool, you know, having you here to uh, talk about it too, as well. So how did that happen, by the way? Did you just, did she just kind of reach out to you and say, you want to do this? Or how did that whole role manifest? Uh, she uh, reached out to me years ago with this script. And oh I, and she had a girl to play opposite her already in mind. Mm-hmm. And she just wanted my professional opinion. And I loved it. And then she rewrote it months later and then rewrote it months later. And then came time in her career where she was really, really busy. And then she had an opening where she's like, this is the time and I want you to be in it. And I said, yes, 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 yes. And I was originally playing her role and she was originally playing Chris. And then Rose and her kind of revamped the script after we had shot the trailer and, uh. and you know, got all the, you know, investors and Indiegogo, all every all the money came in and the last rewrite, she's like, Look, trust me, we're gonna switch roles. And I'm like, Yeah, whatever you want. Like I'll be <laughs> I'll play Randy's part if you want. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like and they actually retrofitted cr- the character of Chris to fit more to be more Alex. And oh nice which was great there. I have a couple jokes in there because it's a very, very heavy film, which I love. I love being, I love the layer of an uncomfortable laugh in a really, really, because it's it's life. Yeah. And it's real life. Like, you know, a funeral is never going to be without one person smiling at a memory or, or somebody falling off their chair or so it it was really great, and I love that they took that into consideration. It made me feel very loved. That oh, that's they awesome! Wanted it to be more Alex like. Yeah, good. Now let's talk about spades again for a second. There, yeah. the, the whole web series, the you know the anthology. I mean, what was that experience like? I guess you know. I I mean. Can you share a little bit about it? Can it's actually it's a little so you, bit maybe? I can. It's available online right now, so you can watch it. It is available if you go um if you type in spades four of a kind into YouTube, you can see it. So I can be pretty okay. open about it. It's the third episode directed by and written by Joe Rafa, who's amazing. Mm-hmm. He worked on a film with Gabrielle and I, when I used to bartend randomly he was my regular and we found out <laughs> we, I know, I know. And we found out that we all knew each other and this was years ago. And then Gabrielle is in episode one of this anthology mm-hmm. and it's a, a, it's a, it's like a heist and they're surgeons and it's, it's crazy and amazing and it's so well done. And then the second one is one that he asked me to audition for about two girls in high school. One's a prom queen and one is like a nerdy girl and they're mm. at a diner. And I, I auditioned for the nerdy part and I didn't get it. And I remember Joe's my friend. Again, I feel like about him, how I feel about Gabrielle. Like I will follow the both of them into the abyss and do whatever it is creatively that they asked me. Oh, so nice. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get it. And I remember I, I remember feeling great about my audition. Mm which I never feel great about my audition. And I trust Joe, so I wasn't bummed. And then I had run into him on the street because we live in the same neighborhood. Oh, cool. And he had, yeah, talked to me like, I want to talk to you about this script. And I was like, 
all of that. I mean, he's probably just writing something and, and thought of me because he saw me. I didn't know that he actually wrote this role for me. And it's one of the, uh, the best role that oh, I played nice. li- lately. And, uh, it's about, uh, okay. Two couples are getting on this elevator. It's an older white couple and they're, you know, older. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pregnant and I'm getting on the elevator and they hold it for me. And then the man in the elevator sees that my baby daddy is a big, beautiful black man. And he does not like that. He does not want to share the elevator with an African-American male. Oh, And the elevator gets stuck. Oh. And <laughs> there's a Twilight Zone sort of twist. I don't want to ruin it. Oh, yeah, you no, can, we'll, you can we'll go. leave it right you- there. The elevator gets stuck. <laughs> and they do end up having to deliver my baby together and oh, come my. together. But the twist is, is well, where yeah, it'll we'll get you. Yeah, we'll, we'll just yeah. we'll leave it there. Okay. I, I like that a little suspense there. It is. Twist. It's great. It is. It's, and it's the, what's great is Gabrielle makes a cameo in her, as her character in the first one. But we're in the same sort of world, but you don't know. Like space and time doesn't exist. I Genre doesn't exist. Like yeah. An episode could be a Western. Mine is very much not like a heist or like a teen movie or like anything. So the genres will change and perhaps my character. And also like no matter what happens to you, if people live or die, you can come back as yourself in (laughs) in another thing. Like Maybe my character before she gets pregnant, like grabbing a soda in the next one. And you're like, oh, that's her from episode. So it's really, really awesome how it all interties. I like that kind of stuff. That's right up my alley. Yeah, it's really great. It's really great. Oh, very cool. Now, the Sable uh, Corsair. My gosh. Uh, and that's, I got to talk to you about that because, you know, that's that's a, a fan favorite there. So, yes. oh, God, what was that whole experience like for you? Oh, my God, a whirlwind and, and the best. So, that was, we shot that last year. Yeah. And it won about yeah. like six, six or seven months ago. <laughs> we did it, I know, for the J.J. Abrams Star Wars fan film contest. So cool. And it's, you know, it's a worldwide contest and they, you know, people submit, a lot of people submit films. Yeah. Shout out to everyone and congratulations. That's fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to everyone who submitted one. It's not, it's not easy. And they give you guidelines and my fiance and our friend Jeff directed it and there was a role for me in it and I mean, that's how I got involved. My brother-in-law-to-be is in the cast oh, and wow. and then our all-mutual best friend. So it's it's the one, two, three, wait, two, there's five of us and in the cast and we're all very, very close and we called in every favor that we could ever call in and we shot it in Glamis Dunes, which is where they actually shot Return of the Jedi. The location was absolutely by far bar not the most incredible location i've ever 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 worked on <laughs> and i mean we had yeah. my friend seth be the dp and he did an amazing job we had yeah. america young who's a stunt woman and actress she's brilliant being the sith witch and oh, i got God. to i mean i had a lightsaber that was custom made oh, it's, i we, love that yeah we crash land on this uncharted planet and we may or may not have boba fett in our film, which is amazing, and the 501st were amazing to grace us with their stormtrooper, sand trooper presence, and it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And then when we 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 were finalists, and I couldn't believe it, and then yeah. we won, we received the award in in London. You're probably like, in, wow, 
Oh my God. I still, it's just, it's, you don't get to do something like that with the people that you love the most. And all of our fa- like family was on set and we had help from everybody. And it wow. was absolutely incredible. I will never, I will never forget that. Oh my God. That is just fantastic. It was, my it was. Gosh, that stuff gets me fired up. Me too. <laughs> Were you a Star Wars fan before that? Uh, yes, I was not nice. near as much as I have become. Now. I mean, I'm learning little things I never would have known before. And I'm now, part of You're you know of I'm, I'm i'm in it i'm in it now so nice. but we definitely are huge huge star wars fans oh very cool now god you booked a role in uh burglars too? oh yes yeah so is it coming up soon yeah. yes that one i can't say too much right. however i play a very sassy i play myself but like as grungy and dramatic as possible like which is awesome like it's she's a, <laughs> she's a new york bit fire and she's into some shit and is that um, how you would describe yourself there alex i'm little i, I fire, yeah little uh little sassy a, a little sassy you and then a little shit there i i can but she's into some serious <laughs> serious shit so <laughs> i'm really excited about that cool very cool look out for that is there anything else that you would like to discuss while we got you on there because i know you've done a bunch of stuff i mean obviously you know the stuff that you did you know with the uh the tv work is really really cool too you know and, new girl i know somebody who love new girl and i love New girl too i love that gosh and some of the roles that you've done it's it's pretty cool stuff to say the least but is there anything else that you want to uh to discuss at all i, anything I else mean you look out for i just i'm gonna be hosting a lot more which is new how was the ew experience oh my god amazing yeah. uh and so scary to be live by yourself with a bunch of a-listers i mean that's when i was most comfortable on the carpet it was when i got to talk to tom hiddleston and brie i know i saw that tweet miss so my i know and i was like please don't leave because then i'm on my own again and i don't know when the next star is coming (laughs) we were live and there was nobody to cut to and uh i feel i feel so good that i got through it and so empowered like if i could do an hour and a half alone live i can do anything so i will be hosting nice a lot more i'm not sure i mean what the deal is with that but i will definitely be posting all about it on my instagram and twitter once i'm allowed to say where i will be next i can see you doing a lot more of that you seem to have that kind of like again that presence and uh you know i, I can see you really uh doing a lot of that stuff do you enjoy it is it is it kind of unnerving at first well thank you i i appreciate that it yeah. it is a little unnerving I get really nervous and then once I'm there, I'm not nervous at all. And I I feel like there's a strength there that I didn't know I had because as a comedian, I always play actress. I always play the supporting role, which I love Mm -hmm. because I feel like being a leading lady and carrying a lot of information can be really boring. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but like, you know, there's like Cameron Diaz is in love and she also has the responsibility of being like, so we are in West Virginia and it's summertime <laughs> and there's the man like leading women have a lot of responsibility. And I find that I'm more like, and her friend who's like rebel Wilson is going to, she's going to shine by receiving information. Like, what do you gotcha. mean? There's a guy next door. <laughs> so I feel like from doing that <laughs> for so many years and being like comedic relief or supporting, just moving the story along, I've found a strength in, I don't shine as much when I'm the one talking about like, yes, my film Kong, we shot in Vietnam and Australia. And I'm funny asking you about 
about your experience and interacting that way. And I think it's from, you know, the roles that I've been fortunate enough to play in the acting world. So I do, I, I feel really, really great about the hosting and I'm really excited that I'm getting to do more. And I, I'm also excited to see like, oh my God, what next? Like, what are they going to have me do next? So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. And yeah. I did get, I did get hooked up with Entertainment Weekly through Hoo Ha Ha. So I'm like, I mean, one more reason to just be so eternally grateful to them, right? Oh, salute to that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now, I've got to do something here to you that I do to all of my guests. And you can ask Gabrielle about this. I don't know if you did, but even if you did, I've got to do this to you. I certainly would not want to lead you in any other direction but to do this to you because it's one of those things, you know, you do this to know a friend somebody you've worked with and i've got to do it to you so you can both oh, no. talk about this oh All yes right. and i cannot promise you it'll be pretty or it'll be fun or that you'll love me afterwards but you know i i uh i think this is might be a little painful for you oh no what is it i've got to do it see that's even more so i've got to do this because i just want to be evil right now to you and <laughs> you've been so wonderful it's terrible of me to do this so but i've, I've just got to do this and you said you got a fiance which is true you know i i saw a little video too you guys posted it was cute you know but <laughs> i'm gonna do this to you and hopefully he'll appreciate it too as well because he's gonna learn something from you when i do this so i'm gonna give you an option to opt out of this and we can move forward and kind of wrap this podcast or you can choose to be in because you know gabrielle is in some what are you gonna do which option do you choose I don't know. I'm scared. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm going to, I've already, I can't be a hypocrite and I've told you that I've been a yes man lately. So let's, let's do it. I love that. Really? <laughs> so you want to dive right in? I was hoping you would say that, but if you opted out, I was going to give you that opportunity, but you really want to dive in. All right. Well, yeah, let's do it. I, right. I, I, I don't know what I have to fulfill, but I'll try. Ah, here we go. I hate to do this to you. Alex, now this is the part of the show where I ask my guests to share a fun fact about themselves now. You know, we've all heard about these fun facts, right? But this has got to be something that people don't know about you. Your fiance can't know this. He's got to listen to this podcast and your fans have got to listen to this and find out something that they don't know about you. And I'm putting the spotlight on you the floor is yours a fun fact but something that people don't know it could be anything it could be weird it could be quirky whatever um, you want to share something okay well i <laughs> <laughs> i have two and nice I, and i feel like my I, I mean one's embarrassing and i think my fiance may have an inkling but I don't know. <laughs> but one he doesn't know for sure. Oh, good stuff. Let's let's start with the one he doesn't know for sure. Oh my. Or doesn't remember. One fun fact about me that no one knows is I have three kidneys. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. My goodness, how is that possible? That is uh, just a creepily weird but cool fun fact. There, that's kind of so, slick. At least you didn't say so, eyes. I was going to say that'd be kind of bizarre. <laughs> Actually, one in six people have it. It's called oh. 
Yeah, it's kind of common and it's technically called a double kidney, but my double kidney is like 30% bigger than the normal. And it's <laughs> like, if there's, if there's like a doctors. That's sound right there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and if doctors are listening, it's like a double kidney is not a fucking third kidney, but mine, <laughs> it's like, it's like your, my left kidney, when you have a double kidney, has like a little extra, like, you know, like twin that never made it. But mine is bigger than normal and it's fine. Like it doesn't mean anything. However, if you ever get a kidney infection and your infection is in that like Siamese twin, like that never made it, that you're just carrying its corpse, like you could get into health problems later. But so far, I'm like, knock on wood, I'm all good. So I have a double kidney on my left side. Oh, that is a crazy wild fun fact. Pretty slick. So if anyone needs one, I'm sure I can give you like the, I mean, one of them, maybe. I don't know how that works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> interesting so what was the other one now i'm curious That's my great. second one's really embarrassing and i feel like <laughs> i mentioned this to my fiance the other day and it's that i've been seeing john cena go mainstream a lot lately oh yes and i'm not i've never really watched wrestling or anything i did a film with uh his girlfriend with the bella twins right. and um so that's when i started watching their show because like oh we're like now we're the same because we work together and we're girlfriends <laughs> So I have and I see him in these hefty commercials and he's so not my type, but like I'm starting to develop this crush on John Cena and it's really embarrassing. (laughs) So much. so he's awesome though i like he him. is and i saw and then he hosted the kids choice awards and yeah. he's so cute with the kids and like he was on espn yeah, and the he, SPs, just, he hosted something recently too What's, yes yeah. i i i think it was the SPs, yeah, it was but but when they were, yeah, it was that time when they were gearing up to like promote him and what he was doing. It's like he had just made his like 500th make a wish kid day. Like oh, he's like wow. every time, like he's helped like a bajillion kids who have cancer and like have written them he'll go wherever state they are and so i'm getting this like minor crush on john cena which is really embarrassing i don't know why no, I just, no he's cool i like him a lot he's got the best gift he's got the best gift you know with the when he opens up his mouth the, the surprise look oh that is the best yeah on uh, twitter I, I do i really i enjoy my little my little baby crush on john cena so that's my other confession oh that's awesome <laughs> he's got the best gif an animated gif on twitter it's just the I, best. Say, I say gift me too so it's, okay it's a, i mean jenna marbles has a video about this which is very funny <laughs> haven't seen and she's like fucking gif and not gif <laughs> i agree like, you know how you spell my name is jenna j-e it's not jenna <laughs> it's not fucking g-e it's a fucking gif <laughs> because if you put a t then it's gif that's true huh? yeah i'm feeling that i I'm going to have to check that out now. <laughs> funny, really funny. Good stuff. Now, we are approaching the end of the podcast. I appreciate you staying a little bit longer. I also appreciate you, you know, sharing those fun facts. That was quite wonderful right there. Oh, My goodness. <laughs> and, uh, I've got to ask you about this now. You know, if you weren't doing this acting and comedy thing, what would you be doing? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Probably something else where the chances of you making it are really slim. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave it right there. I like that. That is, that is awesome. That is, I like that answer. That's one of my favorite uh, answers to that. I like that. Now, is there any advice that you would like to share with someone that might be listening to this podcast right now? Maybe they want to do what you're doing right now. Maybe they don't have the resources. Maybe they don't know where to start. Is there any advice you would give that individual? Yes, absolutely. 
I'm telling this individual listening that this is your sign that you've been waiting for. There is no such thing as not enough resource. If you have a cell phone or you have whatever you're watching or listening, you know, to any of the videos that you love, like just get out there and do it. Like if you were worried and you were on the fence, like this is your moment. Cause I know I had a moment. I know everyone has a moment, like go out and do it. If you were looking for confirmation, this is it. Oh God. I love that. That is so <laughs> damn true right there i mean <laughs> there is no better moment than now really hell yeah hell seriously yeah. And you live one life you got to live it amen I, I believe that right on to that now before we wrap feel free to plug anything you wish websites twitter how can folks stay in touch with you or get in touch with you i am at alex lynn ward on all of the things please be my friend and friend me my youtube channel <laughs> i have videos Every Tuesday, they come out on my YouTube channel, Alex Lynn Ward as well. And uh, if you keep up with me there, we're having screenings right now of It Happened Again last night, which I'm so excited about. So I nice. always have info posted on all of my social media. So if you follow me, I always get back to everybody in a timely or I try to in right. a timely manner. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, it has been a blast and a real treat having you on this podcast here tonight. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is it has been a pleasure and it's wonderful. I, I think, you know, you're very inspiring and, oh gosh, I think, you know, there's endless boundaries for you, miss. There's, I see some rather cool things manifesting rather rapidly here in the near future there. So I'm well, going thank to. Thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> no doubt about that. I really mean that. And, you know, I wish you Godspeed on some of your upcoming, you know, projects and I look forward to uh, hopefully having you back in the near future too Absolutely. as well. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it has been a pleasure, but I think it's time, you know, to kind of fade out here. What All do you right. Think? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, folks, that was Alex Lynn Ward. Make sure you check her out. Check out her YouTube channel. Check out her Twitter, everything, her webpage. My God, she's doing some <laughs> awesome stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we will be back with more after this break Bye. you are listening to the cinema after dark podcast my name is max cole and i host this show and hopefully you are feeling inspired it's been a wonderful time tonight I want to remind everyone that you can find us on itunes stitcher tune in and google play make sure you subscribe to us there greatly appreciate that obviously please spread the word about the show follow us on twitter at cinema after dark again thank you all for listening and we will be back with more shortly and welcome back to the show here tonight. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guest tonight, Miss Alex Lynn Ward. What a funny and wonderful discussion that was. Make sure you check out everything that she's doing. Most importantly, I want to thank all of you for tuning in to this podcast tonight. This show would not exist without your support. So thanks so much for listening and please spread the word. I would greatly 